Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, we are back with another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast. I'm your host, John Chapman, and this is the much anticipated. Uh, This is the favorite podcast of the week. The volume and the numbers and all those things continue to say you guys love previewing the enemy, getting to figure out exactly what is going on with the Green Bay Packers, and we have a huge game this week. The 49ers, it's the number one seed in the NFC versus the number two seed, the Green Bay Packers. Packers, the eight and two Packers, the long rivaled um, Green Bay Packers. Aaron Rodgers, you know the, the storylines for this game are too many. <laughs> there, there's just way too many between the relationships between the coaches, the coaching tree, the families involved in the front office and coaching staff, all the way across to the records. The offense is identical to each other. There's just so much to get into this week. So what we're going to do today? We're going to jump through the history of the matchups. We're going to go over the spreads, what Vegas is saying, all those things, bets of the weeks, predictions, keys to the game at the very end. Uh, We're going to do a full scouting report of the offense, defense, injury updates. We're covering it all. This really should be three podcasts. We're throwing it into one, including um, all of your questions. So if you guys are with us, and I do have to get a shout out, out. I I, I keep saying I'm going to do this, you know. I appreciate the people that watch live, and if you're listening to this on your standard podcast, wherever you do listen to your podcast, just want to say thank you. Always, please hit the upvote or the heart button. That helps us out a lot here. But uh, Niner by Nature was the first one in the chat, as always, for the live show, whether you're listening on Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, or YouTube. Just want to say thanks. Really do appreciate that. And We've got a lot of stuff to get into, but before we do that, couple things I want to talk about uh, before we jump into the game. Number one, Frank Gore, uh, by far my oldest son's favorite player of all time. He is 46 yards away from Barry Sanders, uh, passing Barry Sanders for third all-time rushing. So I'm very, very excited about that game. I'm going to be watching that in the corner of my eye this Sunday um, as, man, Frank Gore, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. He continues to cement that, and he just keeps playing. It doesn't matter how old he gets. Gotta love Frank the Tank. And also I want to give a shout out to a special listener special listener aided a uh, huge fan of this kid and just a real quick thing just want to say Aiden a lot of people are pulling for you and excited to see what you're going to do so really appreciate the support thanks a lot Aiden uh, you got a lot of people in your corner buddy now here's the deal let's jump into the Green Bay Packers very quickly 
Um, they're eight and two. The number two seed overall currently, even though there are several teams with an eight and two record. If the playoffs started today, because of div- division uh, records, they would be the two seed and get the first round bye. Uh, they have two losses. They've lost to the Philadelphia Eagles at home. Uh, they lost by seven points in that game, and then to the Chargers. The Chargers, they just blew them out the door. And it, the one thing, and we'll talk about commonalities between the two games that they lost, and it comes down to. Uh, Uh, tight end production, which the Green Bay Packers have been very bad versus the tight end, Um, and also running the ball. They are not very good against two tight end sets and big offensive line sets, and guess what? 49ers very good at those things. Now, their key wins as far as like against playoff teams or possible playoff teams, uh, they beat the Vikings um, by five. They won at Dallas by 10 points. They blew out the Cowboys. They beat the Chiefs at home as well, or sorry, at Kansas City. They won by a touchdown, and then they beat the Panthers in Carolina by eight. Uh, the Carolina Panthers seem to be in a little bit of a downward spiral, but their last week results, they're coming off of a bye week. So we have the Green Bay Packers who have 14 days of rest. You never want to play a team off a of bye week, but uh, this is where we are, and, and that bye week has 100% brought about the health of the Packers, who, if you had to rank teams in the NFL that are the healthiest right now, you know, we're in week 12 of the NFL, the Packers are at the top of the list. They do not have any major injuries. Really, they just have two not even prominent offensive linemen or great offensive linemen, but they lost two linemen uh, to injured reserve. Jason Spriggs, their offensive tackle, and Lane Taylor, a backup guard. So that's really it. Their team's healthy. Uh, Devontae Adams got in a limited work, but he's going to be fine. He played two weeks ago and hasn't had any setbacks. So you're playing against a team that is relatively uh, the healthiest team in the NFL. Now for the 49ers... Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. <laughs> Definitely not that way. Uh, a couple new things came out of the WordWorks today. Joe Staley and D. Ford have been officially ruled out. Uh, D. Ford has his knee and his hamstring, so they're going to rest him. And Joe Staley, a little bit of news about his finger. You know, he, he played against Jadavian Clowney and the Seattle Seahawks. It was his first game back, and he ended up fracturing and breaking his finger in the very first series against Clowney. And they said that he didn't have to have surgery, but his finger was stuck in the downward position, and it would have been permanently stuck there because of the tendons. <laughs> So Staley went out, had surgery, got that corrected, and he got a limited practice in today. But he's going to be out. Now, the hopes are that Joe Staley can return next week against Baltimore, but still up in the air. Now, two more injury uh, news. Doubtful players. We have Robbie Gold, which he doesn't really need to practice fully. And again, for a kicker, it's totally different. But... um, he is doubtful, and so is Matt Breida. I doubt that we bring either one of them back. Uh, the backups have played just fine, and the running back position, you know, with what we have there, the luxury of the depth in the Kyle Shanahan system, there's no need to rush Breida back. Absolutely not. Even though this game's very important, if you rush these players back, you risk losing them. And we saw what happens if Brita is forced back early. He just re-injures his ankle. It's an ankle issue. Last year, we had nobody. This year, we've got plenty of depth. So yeah, there's no reason to force Brita to play this week when you have Tevin Coleman, Raheem Moster, and Jeff Wilson Jr. We got three guys and Kyle Juszczyk. So we're just fine there. So really do hope that he doesn't suit up, even though I love Brita. You guys know I love Brita. Anyway, questionable, Kittle, Sanders, Debo, all three expected to play. Best news. 
All three expected to play. Uh, really do expect Kittle, Sanders, and Debo to be out there. Uh, don't think that there's too much at on the line with either one of those three starters. They are going to play. And before we move far, farther, I do want to just take a second out to say uh, that support for the 49ers Rush podcast comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's grooming, um, below-the-belt grooming, engineered with precision precise tools for your family jewels these guys are the best um and here's the deal if you've ever tried to trim your uh, nether regions and had an accident uh that's why they are here uh, their lawnmower 2.0 has a uh, proprietary skin safe technology that's a lot of syllables but basically what it means is this it won't snag your family jewels and you're going to look good um, accidents are a thing of the past these guys will take care of everything and here's what you got to do Go to manscaped.com. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS. You're going to get 20% off free shipping. And if you buy one of their packages, then uh, I like that term, packages, you're going to get a free uh, tote bag as well. So um, here's the deal. Go over there, manscaped.com. Use promo code 49ers. And trust me, your balls will thank you. I love this product. I cannot uh, test to it enough. It is a legit product that works very, very well. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. So manscaped.com, just want to say thank you to them. Uh, use promo code 49ers. All right, let's see if we got a couple questions. Um, John, no D Ford. Will that hurt us? Yes, it will. Uh, we are now into the depth issue, which we talked a little bit about last episode, breaking down the defense. Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead are going to be the prominent defensive ends, and I think Demontre Moore will spell them. I think that Nick Bosa's snap count and Eric Armstead's snap count will have to uptick just a little bit this week. Um, but And then you've got Solomon Thomas kind of as the reserve fourth string end, but... Man, you really don't want to use him too much on the edge. We've seen that so much. It just doesn't work very well. Um, Let's see here. David, Mr. Chapman, what's wrong with the shirts being so small? I'd pay extra for a bigger shirt. Let me know. Um, yeah, if you have bought a shirt through NinersRush.com, you know, we got a gear section, and it's not to your liking, okay? Zazzle will return the product and make sure that you get exactly what you want if you're not happy. Now, if you have any issues with Zazzle, you talk to me. Uh, I'll take money out of my own pocket. If you are buying a 49ers Rush shirt and it is not to your liking, reach out to me, please. I guarantee I will pay for it myself. I'll send it whatever you need. If you are supporting the podcast, I want happiness. Don't care about money. That's not why we're doing this. Uh, I just want this to be a community that represents you guys. So, David, if uh, for some reason uh, the producers of the shirt are not working with you, just email me, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. I guarantee you I'll take care of it. I got you, man. Uh, no worries about that. We'll get you what you need. Now, Couple other questions. Can the Niners defense have the same success against the Packers as the Chargers? The Chargers and the 49ers, completely different defensive schemes once you get outside of the defensive line. Um, what the Chargers have done is pretty fascinating. They've basically just deleted the linebacker position. Um, they're almost in a dime situation uh, 70% of the time. So what they want to do is they want to have six defensive backs and just run around like crazy. And the reason why the Chargers' defensive scheme works so well is because they pressure with their front four as well as anybody in the NFL, you know, with Bosa and Ingram up there, the other Bosa. And then they have a lot of athleticism that can match up very well with running backs out of the backfield. 
what what the Chargers do is weird, um, very innovative, and the Chargers offense works great against teams that like to throw the ball. Works horribly wrong against big smash mouth teams like the Patriots. We saw last year in the AFC Championship or the division round. I forget which one it was. I think it was the division round where they just smashed the Chargers right up front because the Chargers went light and they just bulldozed them. So if we're just looking at what the Chargers do and what we do similar, similar is our defensive line gets lots of pressure. Now, our athleticism is nowhere near the Chargers on the back end, especially at the linebacker safety positions. But up front, yes. <laughs> but no, the Chargers are better, much better matchup for the Packers offense um, outside of the front four. So uh, I, I think that's a negative way to answer your question, but it's what it is. Um, will the Packers attempt to make Rodgers more mobile in an effort to duplicate the success of Wilson and Murray? Man, I, I keep seeing this. Aaron Rodgers is very, very mobile. Um, just you know, three years ago before his injury, he led the NFL in back-to-back years at most uh, rushing first downs for a quarterback. Now, the difference between Rodgers and Wilson or Murray is he's just trying to get outside of the pocket to get a first down. That's all he wants to do. He doesn't want to ever get hit. So is he as fast as Wilson or Murray or elusive? Absolutely not. But is he as effective as those guys? Ah, yeah. Completely. You go back to his days at Utah. I'm sorry, uh, at Cal. The kid can move. He likes to run the ball. He's very, very athletic. But the difference is Rodgers wants to scramble. He's a little closer to Wilson than he is Murray because he wants to scramble around and chunk it deep. So they're going to move the pocket for sure uh, because the place that the Packers are vulnerable is up the middle. Their edge protection is great. Uh, their tackles are playing very, very well in pass protection. It's up the middle that's the problem. And so that's where I really think that the 49ers uh, defense is going to be able to exploit Rodgers and this Packers offense because I'm expecting a great game from DeForest Buckner. Uh, they are rough up the middle, especially in pass pro. So if you can pressure Rodgers up front, that's when he likes to escape out. Uh, it would be a perfect game to have D Ford because he would be tracking him from the backside, but uh, it's what it is. You take it and you move on. Um, who is the Packers' biggest receiving threat against us? It's got to be Devontae Adams and actually their running back. Um, they throw to the running back as well as anybody in the NFL, but Devontae Adams, who has been injured, his stats aren't great this year, but but – you still have to give it to those two people. All right, let's jump into some of the stuff we got this week. Um, you know, we'll go over our bets of the week here in a little bit. But uh, here we go. History of the matchup. Packers actually lead the series 36-30-1. to to They're up six games on us, and they have won the last two matchups. We won the previous four before that. So let's focus on their defense, okay? Let, let's jump into some stats, some trends, some schemes, some tendencies, all those things. Again, this is the Green Bay Packers defense. So what are they good at? They're sixth in forced turnovers, okay? They forced 16 turnovers, seven fumbles, nine interceptions, so they like to get the ball. Um, they're ninth in passing touchdowns allowed and 14th in points allowed. 
that's really the only metrics that are above the average. Again, there's 32 teams, so 16 is the average. Anything above that is great, right? Uh, now, weaknesses, they've got a lot. And I had kind of had to cut it off because they're pretty weak in a lot of areas as a defense as a whole. 28th in total yards allowed, 27th, and again, this is out of 32 teams, 27th in rushing yards per attempt. They allow 4.8 yards per rushing attempt. So if the 49ers... We struggled running the ball in three weeks because teams have stacked the box. The Packers have a choice. Are they going to follow suit or are they going to stay true to their defense? Now, they're coming off of a bye week, so they could definitely put in some wrinkles to their defense. But with their traditional 3-4 scheme, I don't think that they're going to make a lot of adjustments. I really, really don't. I think this is going to be a game that the 49ers will be able to run the ball, especially whenever you're bringing Kittle back, one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. I think that's going to help as well, allow us to be a little bit more versatile. And if you look at the two games, again, that the Packers lost to the Eagles and to the Chargers, two tight end sets and just smash mouth football right up the middle. And the 49ers are as good as that as anybody. Now, we're not a... How do I say this? We like to do the outside scheme, but we still like to do it out of big formations, and we can hit those backside A-gaps very, very well. So uh, running the ball should be a concept that takes place this week, should have relatively easy with that. 26 in rushing touchdowns allowed. They've allowed 11 on the season, so basically giving up at least one rushing touchdown each game, 25th in rushing yards, and 24th in pass yards per attempt, 6.9. So, you can move the ball on this defense relatively easy, and especially running the ball, which Kyle Shanahan, goodness, uh, he's going to have some places of attack. Now, let's go through some of those. Their scheme is a 3-4, very, very traditional. They do some 3-3-5, which means, again, the way those numbers work, uh, three down linemen, three linebackers, five uh, defensive backs. So a lot of teams would call that their dime. But what they'll do instead of having four defensive linemen with two linebackers, they'll have three D linemen with three linebackers and have kind of an outside backer blitzing off the edge. Now, they love to switch their corners. They either play press man where they're up on the line of scrimmage, which we hope that they do against us because, again, if you look at Emmanuel Sanders and Debo Samuel, they are designed to defeat press man. That's why uh, Kyle Shanahan brought them in. But they also like to do what's called off man as well. So they'll switch it up play by play. They'll either play press man on the outside or they'll give like a seven or eight yard cushion and let things in front of them. A lot of that depends on down and distance. So they just kind of vary a little bit. And they have a traditional single high safety. And if you guys have been with us since the offseason, Darnell Savage, one of my favorite prospects in the draft the safety out of maryland 4-2 speed super super fast that's their free safety so you're going to see him moving around a lot now their defensive tendencies they do not blitz <laughs> they really don't i only found one game so far this season that they have blitzed in the double digits and that was their last game they blitzed 11 times versus the panthers seven versus the Ch uh, chargers and eight versus the chiefs they just like to bring four guys uh, they don't really want to overload or whatever. They stay in their base kind of groupings, and they don't do a lot of stuff that's really like confusing or whatever. They just they believe in their defense and keeping everything in front of them and allowing their safety to roam in the back. That's what they do, and they're very weak versus tight ends. So what I did was I went and looked up just how many 
receiving yards, a lot of prominent tight ends got against them. And so here we go. I'll just rattle them off. Hunter Henry, seven catches, 84 yards. Kelsey, four catches, 63 yards, a touchdown. Zach Ertz, seven catches, 65 yards. Olsen, eight catches, 98 yards. Now we got Kittle coming back. And so there is definitely some things to look for there. And I, I really do think whether that's Kittle or Dwelly or Juszczyk, uh, you know, Kyle Juszczyk's not a tight end, I understand, but he's going to be matched up against a lot of those same players. And because of that, I really do expect a big game by those three players. And Kyle Juszczyk is coming off of his career performance where he had uh, over seven catches. Uh New career highs and targets, catches, and yards. I don't think that he's going to put up those numbers again, but four catches for Kyle Juszczyk is huge, and I think that he could hit those numbers easily. Um, <laughs> anyway, I loving the comments on there, guys. Keep it going. I love it. Uh, it's it's great. Uh, some of the stuff I can't read on here. <laughs> Kids listen. Kids listen, guys. <laughs> um, anyway, players to watch out for. Really just three prominent names on the defense. Darius Smith, the linebacker that they got from Baltimore. 57 pressures, 9 sacks. Preston Smith, the other outside linebacker on the other side. 38 pressures, 10 sacks. So, you know, Justin School on the left and Mike McGlinchey, they've got their work cut out for them. McGlinchey has not put forward a really solid performance yet this year. Last week wasn't great coming off the injury. Hopefully now he's a little bit more healthy and regular. We need him this game because he's going to have these power guys. It's a 3-4 scheme, so they're going to be coming off the edge. Uh, we've got to step up against those two guys. If you can keep them away from Jimmy Garoppolo, Offense is going to have a lot of success. Now, their slot corner, uh, Jair Alexander, who's he's a hell of a player out of Louisville, 56.3 catch rate allowed. He's got 11 pass breakups and one interception. He is always on the ball. So uh, the argument could be made that two of the top nickel or slot cornerbacks in the NFL are playing this week in Jair Alexander and Kwan Williams. So, you know, these type of guys are playing for Pro Bowl bids and all-pro bids. Uh, very curious to see how they play whenever they go against each other. Now, some things that we can exploit against this defense. They miss a lot of tackles. Uh, starting corner Kevin King, who's having a great year against the pass. He's got three interceptions. He's got 11 missed tackles. Blake Martinez, their middle linebacker, 11 missed tackles. Darnell Savage, their free safety, nine missed tackles. So... Guys like Tevin Coleman, George Kittle, Debo Samuel, who's leading all wide receivers in force missed tackles. Possible big play uh, production there. If you can make that big catch and then make one of those guys miss on the back end, who knows? Who knows what can happen? Also, their defensive tackle, Dion Lowry, who's got a lot of snaps, he gets blown off the ball consistently. You watch that film, and he is constantly getting pushed out of gap, washed down, blown backwards through a double team. So I really do think the 49ers will be able to run up the gut, that those A gaps, those backside A gap cuts on the outside zone. Um, there's, going, there's potential for big plays. There really, really are. On both sides of this game. Because if you look at what, I don't want to jump into what Aaron Rodgers does, but he wants to hit the home run. And with our offense going against this defense, there's going to be a lot of potential 
to turn these kind of you know second and seven runs up the middle that can explode. Now the thing is, we've got to get out of predictable play calling, which Kyle Shanahan's great at. So I'm not too worried about that. Uh, but we have to force the run game, and if it doesn't work early, we cannot abandon the run game like we have in the past because you can run against this team. Um, now their linebackers are terrible in coverage, both Blake Martinez and Preston Smith. So if Kyle Shanahan can manipulate the man coverage and isolate their linebackers on our tight end or running backs, whew. It, 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 there's going to be some fun stuff on there. That's all I got to say. So uh, that's going to wrap up our defensive breakdown. And what I want to do now is I want to jump into our bets of the week. With mybookie.ag, these guys are the best. Use promo code 49ers. They match your initial deposit. And here we go. The 49ers are negative three or minus three points versus them. So we're favored. We're the home team. And basically, Vegas is saying we are relatively even teams with a slight uptick to the 49ers because the money is on our side. How much of that is because we're a home team? Who knows? But here are my bets of the week. And before I do that, I do have to read this because this is just stupid. Um, again, if you've never bet on my bookie, if you do bet on my bookie, or if you've been thinking about it during the upcoming week in Thanksgiving, my bookie is giving you a free bet of up to $250. All you have to do is bet on the Bears-Lions game and choose a team against the spread. So, like, the spread is how many points a team is favored by, right? The 49ers are favored by three. So if you pick either team, doesn't matter. Just pick against the spread, not the money line. Up to 250 bucks. If you win, congratulations, you get your winnings. If you lose, my bookie's giving you back whatever you bet and lost. There's zero risk here. <laughs> it's a no-brainer because you can't lose. It's no risk. It's all money. No matter what, you're good. So if you haven't done so already, head over to mybookie.ag, sign up with promo code 49ers, risk-free bet. And again, it's only on that Thanksgiving day. So get your money in there. Once you do that, make sure you get ready to bet. Now, here are the bets that I have put in already this week. Okay, the San Francisco versus Green Bay game, three straight scores by either team. I am saying no. Uh, we saw it last week where the 49ers, you know, the, the Cardinals go out and they score three straight scores. Then the 49ers score three straight scores. I don't think that's going to happen because of the offenses on both sides. So I'm betting against three straight scores by any uh, by either team, and it's plus 175. So I'm betting 10 to win 27.5. So how you find that belt, that bet, go into mybookie.ag. You click Props Builder on the left side. Go to NFL, select the 49ers game, and then you scroll down through those. And again, three straight scores by either team. I am saying it's not going to happen. If you want to bet against me, that's fine. But I'm saying that will not happen. It's plus 175. And for my non-49ers bet, just taking um, one of the spreads, I am taking Buffalo minus 3.5 at home versus the Broncos. I know the Broncos play everybody close, but I don't believe they're a very good football team. And if you look at the trends, the Broncos have only had three games this season that were decided by less than three points. And the Broncos have one road win. Bills have two road losses. I just really do think with Buffalo at home, they're going to cover that spread. So I'm taking Buffalo minus three and a half. Uh, really feel good about that bet. Uh, I, I'm going to be putting a little bit of money down on that one. One, just because of Frank Gore. Two, I want to watch that game because of Frank Gore. And three, I think Buffalo is a very, very good football team because of their defense running game. 
All right, let's jump into just a couple of more questions. And then after that, we will be breaking down the Green Bay offense, which is, let's just uh, spoiler alert her. Aaron Rodgers, pretty damn good. <laughs> he is pretty damn good. Uh, John, um, let's see here. Will our D-line take over the Packers' offensive line? I think in between the tackles, yes. Um, on the edges, Nick Bosa and Eric Armstead can hold their own versus anybody. So, yeah, I agree with you there. But where we should be able to exploit this team is in the middle. I really do hope Julian Taylor gets starter snaps. He's been great. And penetrating defensive tackles are great against the Packers. Sheldon Day, the kind of like stand up and see what's going on stuff, that doesn't work against this team. You have to get into the backfield and cause problems. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen. Um, let's see. Who do you think has the more physical team? I don't think that's close. I really, really don't. Um, you know what? Quan Alexander was kind of our punishing linebacker. Um, we don't really have that, but Aziz is healthy. He fits that mold a little bit more. You know, Fred Warner's not really a punishing tackler. He's more of a consistent tackler. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think that there's, with guys like our offense, <laughs> Debo, Kittle, Juszczyk, McGlinchey, like those type of guys, we are much more smash mouth. They are a lot more finesse. Uh, but we'll see. We'll have to see how that plays out. Um I don't know. I, I really do like the matchups for both of our teams, offense and defense, in this matchup. The way this narrative is built, okay, it's the younger coach, LaFleur, who has coached with Kyle Shanahan, he's learned a lot, and he's coached with McVay, and he takes that system. You know, he goes up to Green Bay, and he's doing what he's doing up there, which is great, and their system is very similar to ours. But it is much more finesse-driven. They do run the ball, but it's not near with the mentality. Their fullback is nowhere near what Kyle Juszczyk does. And this is another question, Nick. How does the Packers' fullback compare to ours? It doesn't. Um, he's not near. He might be as physical, but he can't do the things in space that Kyle Juszczyk can do. And you see it on film. He's very tight-hipped, which most fullbacks are. Uh, Kyle Juszczyk's special for several reasons. One, his intellect, being able to read defenses and get to the open space and know what to do at all times. But also, he's mean as hell. And you look at the first play for Kyle Juszczyk every damn game, he is going out and punching somebody in the face. Literally, not figuratively. He will go get a huge hit and then shove him in the face after the play. He's never been called for a penalty on it, but it's pretty damn close every because he wants to set a tone. It's a mentality thing of getting after the other team. So uh, as far as Nick, the most physical team, hell yeah, 49ers, I'd take us in a fight every damn day. And you can see it when watching the game. Now, them coming off a of bye week, traveling against the number one seed in the NFC, who knows? How are they going to respond? How they're going to come out? We'll see very, very soon. Uh, what's it going to take to shut up Florio about Jimmy finally? Now, the haters are going to be out there. Even if you want a Super Bowl, they'll say the defense carried them. Just let those guys talk. They are good for the 49ers. Let Stephen A. Smith, who doesn't even watch football, say whatever the hell he wants to. I have them blocked on my Twitter feed just because it's ignorance. They don't watch the games. I don't really care what they think. They're just hot take people. Now, here we go. Let's see. How do, uh, yeah, we got the fullback question there. Should we try the pistol with Jimmy and two backs with Juice or Kittle? It's not a bad idea. You know, we, we do 20 personnel. 
where we have the quarterback and the shotgun and one on each side. The pistol is where the quarterback basically takes two steps up. So instead of the five yards back, he's only three yards back, and then the running back is behind them. Um, as a defensive coach, I can honestly say I hated the pistol uh, because I always knew where they were going. So whenever I was coaching and I was the defensive coordinator and I was playing against a pistol formation, I loved it because it was always whichever way the quarterback turned, it was a very easy read um, for my linebackers. So personally, I'm not a pistol fan, but hey, you throw multiple formations out there. I don't mind that. Figure out what works. Um, Sh- Shanahan seems to be pretty stuck with what he's got, though, just because it works so damn well. Um, anyway, is there a reason Shanahan doesn't spread out the offense and wide receivers in order to prevent the defense from loading the box? Uh, you know, we're doing a lot of empty sets. Yeah. You look at third downs over the last three games, we're running empty sets like crazy. And the reason why they do that is just because if you're blitzing in an empty set, and what I mean by empty set is you have five wide, you don't have one running back or fullback behind you, you can see where the blitz is coming from, and it's going to be man across, you know, all the way across things. So you get that one slant route and it's just a super quick read. So we have been doing that, but we haven't been doing it a lot on first and second down. What I would like to see and this is one of the things that the Packers do, we'll talk about this. The Packers have the uh, they're second in the NFL in passing on first and second downs. I want us to throw on first down more and run on second and third down more. We haven't done a lot of draws uh, on third, like I think we can run the ball on third and five. I really, really do. Do I think we do that all the time? No. But if I was self scouting the 49ers, one thing I see, we don't run a lot of draws or just straight up run plays on third and four, or third and five. Instead, we'll motion out to that empty set where everybody understands, okay, it's going to be a pass. So I'd like us to buck the trend just a little bit there. But anyway, so let's jump in then. Let's talk about these guys. The Green Bay Packers offense is, it's great. Guess what? (laughs) Aaron Rodgers is playing wonderful. He's only got two interceptions on the year. They're second fewest in takeovers in the NFL. They have five fumbles lost and two interceptions. Third in rushing touchdowns. They run the ball a lot. Okay, so 13 total rushing touchdowns. Top 10 in points scored. 11th in passing yards. And 11th in pass yards per attempt. So they are at 6.9 yards passing per attempt now the 49ers are one of the best in the NFL but you know Jimmy Garoppolo last week whenever he threw for over 400 yards he was averaging pretty close to 10 yards per attempt which was yeah that's hall of fame-esque but even though they don't throw the ball a lot what they when they do throw the ball they're very very effective and a lot of that has to do with Aaron Rodgers just throwing the damn deep ball like a madman um you know, you you go through film and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, this plays. Nope, never mind. Nope, it's not done. It's not done. And then he chunks it deep. And sure enough, he has zero interceptions on balls traveling 20 yards or more. Uh, he's he's just a great deep ball thrower, possibly the best all time. Now, things they are bad at on offense, eh, they're pretty much good at everything. The only stat that is below average, below 17th in the NFL, is they're 20th in rush yards per attempt with 4.2. It's not really bad, but that's the only thing that's below average. So, you know, we look at what they do. They're great. Uh, and their scheme, it's exactly ours. <laughs> it's copy and pasted to ours. They don't motion as much. They don't use the fullback as, 
how do I say, dynamically as we do, but it's our offense. So you're going to notice whenever you watch this, it's us. Now, they were able to keep some things that are a little bit more Aaron Rodgers, so you're going to see a little bit more boot action where, you know, play action where Aaron Rodgers gets outside of the pocket. So you're going to see that a little bit more, but it's us. <laughs> and their tendencies, they throw the ball a lot deep. And so just in 20-plus yards deep passes in the air, Aaron Rodgers has attempted 52 passes so far this year. Um, that's a lot. If you compare that to what Jimmy Garoppolo, he's in the 20s. So twice as many passes deep. They air it out. Now he's 22 for 52 for 792 yards, five touchdowns, zero interceptions on deep passes. That's just on deep passes. <coughs> Excuse me. So what you have to do is limit those long plays, and you have to do that with the defensive line. When you get pressure, you got to bring them down. If you break through and you get pressure on Aaron Rodgers and he spins out of your arm tackle or whatever, watch out because he is going to test our safeties, which is the weak point of our defense. And it's going to be up to Jimmy Ward and Jaquaski Tart out there to stay with their wide receivers for a long damn time. You can't plan for the whole three and a half to four seconds and the ball comes out because Aaron Rodgers can spin out and hold that ball back there for six seconds and just wait. So we'll see what happens. This is going to be fun. It's going to be one on loss when our defense is out there. And that's great news for us because I do believe our defense is better than their offense. Even as great as Aaron Rodgers is, our defense is the best in the NFL. I truly believe that. Um, we're going to test that this week. So we're going to get to know that right off the bat. And also another tendency thing that I saw, they run the ball up the middle a lot, and they run off the right tackle a lot. So they lead the NFL in yards up the middle. And what up the middle means is uh, on either A-gap. So you have the center, guard, A-gap on that side, center, guard on the other side, A-gap. So up the A-gaps in the middle, they average 5.4 yards per carry. Now, the 49ers combat that because if we look at us on third and fourth downs, we're one of the best in the NFL, which I'm going to get into that in just a little bit. So some players to watch out for. David Bakhtiari, their left tackle, one of the best. Um, Obviously, Aaron Rodgers, who I've talked about, he has 112.1 passer rating without pressure, but when he's pressured... He has 80.9 passer rating. He doesn't throw interceptions even if he is pressured, so that's not a thing. But he has been sacked 22 times. You can get to Aaron Rodgers and bring him down because he tries to prolong the play so much, always going for those home runs. So whenever you're back there, you better capitalize. Aaron Jones as well, 14 damn touchdowns. He's got 11 rushing, 3 receiving, and he has 10.1 yards per reception. That's stupid for a running back, but he is special uh, it's it's funny. They throw they rotate their running backs very similar to what the 49ers do. Aaron Jones is kind of the prominent running back. He's the starter. But once they get into the goal line, um, they don't have a problem using Jamal Williams, who has uh, he's got several rushing touchdowns as well as a running back. So they will filter them in and out. But Aaron Jones is kind of the receiving back in between the 20s, and Jamal Williams is the receiving back whenever they get into the goal line. So uh, something to watch there. Now, players to exploit. Their right guard, Billy Turner, has 27 pressures allowed and four sacks. I'm telling you, DeForest Buckner can just destroy this game if he wants to. Uh, he's got to want it. 
but it's there. I really do believe that is there. So let's jump in now. Let's do some predictions and keys to the game. The best part of the episode. Here we go. And my key is this. These are the stats that I want to pay attention to. Third and fourth down conversions, okay? So let's look at the Green Bay offense and 49ers offense. Then we'll jump over to the defensive side. Green Bay on third down conversions. How many times they convert third and whatever. How many times they get a first down? They 32.7%, 49ers, 47.4%. So whenever our offenses are out there and it's third and whatever, they're converting 32% of the time. We're 47% of the time. Fourth downs. Green Bay hasn't converted a fourth down yet this season. They're 0 for 3. Their coaching is very, very conservative. They don't like getting behind. They love field position, so they don't go for it a lot. Whereas the 49ers, we are 50%. 49ers on fourth down have gone for it eight times and gotten half those. So we're 4 for 8. They're 0 for 3 there. Now let's go to the flip side. The defense. How are the defenses on third and fourth down? Okay, Green Bay on third down. They allow 40 0.5% conversions. They're not a great third down defense. They're also, if you look at them on fourth down, they allow 50% conversions on fourth down, second worst in the NFL. The way this game has is outlined, and again, this further proves my point. The 49ers defense only allows 30% of conversions on third down and 15% on fourth downs. So, the way this game is built, who can prolong drives? Green Bay's going to get their huge kind of 40-yard touchdown bomb when Aaron Jones out of the backfield and you know Aaron Rodgers running around like a madman. That's going to happen. But what's going to happen, and this, I think that this is the key stat, the 49ers have to dominate on third and fourth down. Get off the field when you're on defense and keep those drives going when we're on offense, which we've seen all year. So, Here's my key metric for the win. If the 49ers win the third, fourth down ratios by 10%, they win this game. And so if we just stay with our averages, I really do think it's sustained drives. I'm going to keep track of this. And if you guys are listening to the broadcast over on Hot Mic, uh, if you, you know, we're going to be broadcasting live play-by-play and color commentary Sunday night. It's going to be on NBC. It's going to be the game of the week. No doubt about that. But if you haven't already... Head over to Hot Mic. Um, if you have an iPhone, just download that app, Hot Mic app, H-O-T-M-I-C, and use the invite code RUSHESF, no spaces, R-U-S-H-E-S-F. Listen to us. It's going to be awesome. Also, we added a new feature this week where you can chat during the broadcast. If you have an iPhone, the Android app is coming about two and a half weeks away, so hang in there. And if you would like to listen to the, to the broadcast, you can listen on Periscope. Just going to be delayed a little bit just because it's not as fast of, a, of an app. Now, a couple other predictions I got. Here we go. Um, let's see here. I do think that the San Francisco run games makes a huge return this week. I have us getting 160-plus yards. I think we're going to be able to run it up the middle. I'm so excited. Yeah, Andre, still not for Android. They're working on it. Uh, we're trying to get it out there. But again, hot mic on the Apple iPhone. That. They did a new update. It's going to be legit. So not only does it bring the sound in from the TV so you can hear the crowd, it syncs up your TV with us. It's an awesome app. And now you can chat with us. So you can ask us questions during the broadcast, and we can help you guys out with that. So that's Hot Mike. Again, use the invite code RUSHESF so it's free. Um, now, we will rush for over 160-plus rush yards. Buckner, 
I'm so excited about this. He is going to get one tackle for loss and one sack. I changed it. I I really wanted two sacks and one tackle for loss, but I had to like back down just a little bit. But I do think Buckner goes off. Here's my prediction for the game. 49ers win a close one, 28-27. It's going to be the game of the week. And I think we score the go-ahead touchdown with less than 60 seconds left. It's going to be close. And I'm even going to call the player, George Kittle, just on a simple draft route, uh, you could call it a rub route, a drag route, whatever you want to call it, going through the trash for a touchdown. That's what's going to happen. 49ers are going to win 28-27. to And I just want to say thank you, guys. It's going to be a blast. Um, I really appreciate you guys. Lots of uh, positive comments out there. Um, this journey with the 49ers Rush podcast has been nuts. It's over three and a half years at the bacon. You know, we got a website now. We've got an app in development where, you know, we're doing the hot mic broadcast. We have the Patreon account for the people that want to watch breakdowns. It's pretty cool. And a lot of that is just because of you guys really do appreciate everything. Um, and so if there's anything that you guys want, please let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at JL underscore Chapman, or you can email us, uh, 49ersRushPodcast at gmail.com. We want to make sure we get you guys whatever it is you want. So uh, thanks a lot, guys. And as always, man, we're going to be back Sunday night. It's going to be a lot of fun. And until then, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.